Hello, and welcome to Breast Cancer Conversations, a podcast brought to you by survivingbreastcancer.org. I'm Laura Carfing, breast cancer survivor and founder of survivingbreastcancer.org, a nonprofit organization providing community, education, and resources to empower those diagnosed with breast cancer and their caregivers from day one and beyond. Hello, hello, my friends. I am so excited for another episode of Breast Cancer Conversations. Today is what I'm calling another SBC, survivingbreastcancer.org, first, because we are actually going behind the scenes with some product, with a product developer and a marketing team to really understand how they go about prototyping and developing tools for those of us undergoing chemotherapy. And if you're listening to this and are not going under chemotherapy, this episode is still for you because Natricure, who we're speaking with today, has a whole lifestyle product line, which I'm also really excited about. And if you're on any aromatase inhibitors or tamoxifen or just dealing with like arthritis and joint pain and inflammation, there's a lot of great healing opportunities out there through the use of cryotherapy. So today I am accompanied with Ben Tiffany. He's the president of sales and marketing at Natricure, Jim Bush, COO and VP of product development at Natricure. Diane Lee, Director of B2C Marketing at Natricure. We are also joined today with a medical expert, Dr. Soyano. Dr. Soyano is an assistant member of the Department of Breast Oncology at Moffitt Cancer Center, and she completed her residency at Stewart St. Elizabeth Medical Center here in Boston, where SPC is based. Shout out to that. I am so excited for our discussion today, not only to discuss about these amazing products, but to also get a better understanding of the role that cryotherapy is playing in breast cancer care. Welcome to the conversation. My name is Diane. I am the Director of Marketing at Natric Cure. Um, I have been with the Natric Cure team a little over two and a half years now, which is crazy because I still remember my first day. And Laura and I, yes, we do go all the way back. And I'm so glad that I responded back to one of Laura's emails about looking for more sponsors and partners to work with because initially we as a brand were looking to expand our knowledge and our reach in the cancer community and more specifically in the breast cancer community and surviving breast cancer was one of the first organizations that we had started to form a relationship with. And little did I know, you know, um, I, I knew it was going to be a good collaboration, but over the years, you know, participating with you, like in the summer soiree last year, and, and now even like connecting with your volunteers to help promote all the events that you do. It's really been a very like flourishing relationship. Yeah. Um, and I am really happy to be here tonight to tell everybody about what we do, um, what our intentions are, and how we can all grow together. You know, with some of that too, I think some of our listeners will get some insight in how we go about forging these relationships and our partnerships. I also think it's a really important comment. And so to just be as transparent as possible with what does it mean for a corporation, a for-profit organization to partner with a nonprofit organization, partner with hospitals and oncologists, and to really have this end goal of serving the community and the patient. So I think that's just kind of the underlying benefit of this conversation that I'm sure is going to come out in our in our discussion. Jim, let's turn things over to you. Do you want to introduce yourself? Yeah, absolutely. So my name is 
is Jim Blush. Uh, I am the CEO and Vice President of Product Development um, at NatureCare. Um, so I'm sure I'll get to tell you about the really cool things on how we get to make products and how we do our research. Um, and then the fantastic thing about my job is like, it, I, first of all, I have a great team. And then second of all, we get to touch on all the different departments um, at work. So we get to work with awesome marketing people like Ben and Diane and sales teams, um, you know, and consumers like it's everything is always going to be consumer first. Um, for us, it's very, very all of our designs are based on the needs of consumers. Um, so I'm just excited to be here and talk about products because. I think they're cool. Wonderful. And so, Ben, that means we're turning to you next. So you're part of the sales team? Um, yeah, I'm the president of sales and marketing. And um, it's, uh, you know, it's it's been a lot of fun, especially fun working with these two and getting to collaborate and meet people like you. Yeah, I've been there for nine years and I'm not sure how I ended up there. I'm, I'm a, an art student. Uh, and <laughs> how we ended up in sales and marketing, I don't know, but uh, it's been a lot of fun. It's that creative brain side of yours, I'm sure. Right. <laughs> creative problem solving and uh, help out with a little art direction as well. Yes, I love it. And Dr. Soriano, I would love to hear not only about your background, but then how you got in contact also with Natural Care. Yeah, absolutely. So my name is Aixa Soriano. I'm a medical oncologist at Moffitt Cancer Center in Tampa. Um, I'm originally from Venezuela, so I did all my medical school there, and then I came here to the States, to Boston, to do my residency, and then I did my fellowship at the Mayo Clinic, and I've been with Moffitt for the past four years, um, just focusing on breast cancer, and uh, part of the reason why I chose this specialty is because my mom was diagnosed with breast cancer when I was a teenager, so um, whether you think about it or not, it always, like, get stuck in your mind, right? So um, when I decided to do hematology and oncology, I initially wanted to do hematology. My mom is a hematologist too, but it just didn't, you know, I didn't love it. Um, so when I got in touch of rotating with a breast cancer um, clinic, it was just like, it stuck in me. Like, I just loved it. I, you know, I love the patient population. So um, I focus all my work on that. Um, I got in touch with uh, this amazing guys here because uh, part of, you know, the greatness of having to work with women with breast cancer is that we know that we can cure a lot of women. Um, you know, we have tools for early detection, um, but unfortunately we have treatments that have an impact in quality of life. Um, and it's very hard to see a patient where you're, curing them from breast cancer, but then they don't have a cool quality of life because of the side effects that resulted from the treatment. Um, so it was always a passion of mine um, about investigating, about making, you know, an impact and decreasing side effects from chemotherapy. Um, and I wanted to uh, do a project uh, about using the frozen gloves and slippers that these guys make um, to try to you know, mitigate some of the side effects. Um, so I was looking up, you know, what kind of products are there? And I looked at this product and I thought it was really neat. Um, and I needed to get some insight, right, about development and what things you can do. How can you measure things from, 
you know, the product in itself, but also how you translate that into clinical practice. Uh, and I got in touch with them. Like I just sent them an email and Diane got back to me and we've had conversations, um, you know, over the past couple of years. Oh, that's incredible. And, you know, I love that you're focused not just on the treatment side, but the longer term survivorship piece and the quality of life. I think a lot of times we don't realize as patients, and I didn't mention it if it's not obvious, I'm a breast cancer survivor, thriver myself. And, you know, one of the things that we don't necessarily talk about is the side effects. And, you know, I'll be stereotypical. I feel like I can um, because I'm the red tape in the organization. But like as women, right? Like I feel like we just want to like muscle through everything. We don't want to complain. We're going to keep working. We're taking care of the kids. We're doing the dishes. Like we're doing it all. And so, you know, if it's pain or if it's nausea or if it's neuropathy or all of the side effects, we don't really want to talk about it. And I was just reading an article. I forget in what magazine, but it was like the... um, I'm going to mess up. Maybe you, you've read the article too. It was like the doorknob syndrome where right when the oncologist is about to turn the doorknob and leave the room, that's when the patient is like, oh, by the way, there's one more thing I want to tell you, right? And so how can we have these conversations at the onset when you enter the room so we can actually find these ways of um, problem solving and hopefully staying on our treatments longer because we have the resources and support to help us with that quality of life when we leave your office? One of the things that I love about Natric here is that not only do you have a whole line of products specifically for someone undergoing chemotherapy, but your everyday lifestyle products actually are quite reasonably priced and actually also very amazing in terms of pampering ourselves and making us feel good while we are going through vigorous treatment. So for example, I loved your um little booties that actually are moisturizing because my skin gets so dry that you have these gloves that have a gel inside that moisturize your hands. And you also have one for your feet, which I love. And then you also have this other amazing pack. I think it's like a heat pack for your, for your neck and your shoulders. And I found that when you turn it around, um, you know, the part that kind of goes down the further part of your back, when you turn it around backwards and it sits on your chest, I found that actually to be quite therapeutic from a anti-anxiety perspective. Just having that weight, almost like a weighted blanket on your chest is really calming. What you just mentioned about, you know, our, your experience with our products and discovering your, you know, your own like personal way to make it work better for you. Like that's actually really how the whole discovery or like what inspired us to really embark on this path to developing products for our chemo patients and the cancer community. You know, one of the things that we like to say when we talk about our products is that we have a product for you from head to toe. Oh my gosh, you literally totally do. I love that. (laughs) Yes, we literally do. Yes. But being a patient is just only a small part of who they are and what their life entails. And we not often forget that when we focus on you know, the best way to approach the community, that there are different needs that can be addressed at different stages of their treatment, post-treatment, life after treatment. Um, so I think that's another discovery that we as a team found out as we developed this deeper relationship with you. All right. So Diane, we've been working together for a little while now. Putting you on the spot, what is your first memory of working with survivingbreastcancer.org? Like I remember an earlier conversation where you and I were speaking about, you know, how you got excited about products and even trying out um, our 
physical therapy gloves. Mm-hmm. Um, you have told me that you had the long finished treatment. You were not an active patient anymore, but still you began to experience some some signs of neuropathy. Yeah, exactly. And because I'm on um, an aromatase inhibitor right now for the next 10 plus years, who knows, you know, I'm still suffering joint pain, there's inflammation, there's lymphedema, like my laundry list of issues outside of the breast cancer is extensive, right? And so I think this is, you know, and I see Dr. Soyano, like, you know, shaking your head as, yeah, this is, there's, there's a product that can treat more than one symptom. And so I think that's the versatility of what you guys offer and provide. Dr. Soriano, what are some of the side effects and kind of issues that you're hearing in the clinic from patients? Uh, well, multiple, <laughs> because we use multiple different drugs and multiple different treatments, and all of them have some potential side effects. And um, not every patient experiences side effects, but the majority will experience some form of side effect. And even the intensity of the side effect can differ between patients, right? We all feel things in different ways. Every one of us has a different tolerance for pain, for example, or different tolerance for nausea. Like there are some people that get pregnant and are vomiting the whole pregnancy. And there are other women that don't have that problem. So we do hear um, about everything. Obviously, chemotherapy um, is made um, some progress throughout the years. the chemotherapy agents might be the same for the past 20 years. There are newer drugs, but there's also newer supportive medications that help mitigate some of the side effects or newer therapies um, that help mitigate some of the side effects. So um, I think that while we uh, do, or while we have improved outcomes in breast cancer specifically and many other cancers, we're also, you know, using different therapies and different techniques that help mitigate and make the patient go through their treatment so that they would have a, they would have a good outcome at the end. Um, so, you know, things like, you know, what these guys do with cryotherapy and like the booties and like the gloves, um, it's a simple process, right? It's a simple technique that most patients can tolerate and that can help. Um, you know, prevent some of this nasty side effects that that our treatments um, can give our patients. So Jim, this brings me over to you. Tell me about how this all started. What was the ideation and the incubation process and the prototyping? I want to hear how this all evolved. Right. So we had started with um, a bunch of different thermal therapy products. So hot and cold packs, um, booties um, that were, that could go both hot and cold for arthritis and to help with inflammation. Um, and we started seeing comments and forum posts that people were using these um, for chemotherapy. We thought, wow, that's something we didn't intend on when we first started the project and started with, with these products. So we started doing more research into it. Like when you see stuff like that, you're like, oh, this is interesting. Like we said, like trying to solve a different need. Um, so we went down the rabbit hole of doing research, which is super fun because you get to be like a little detective. Um, going around, looking online, looking through forum posts, talking to people. And we came to the conclusion that there was a good majority of people who were getting relief um, with similar products. So then we start, we say, okay, that's the idea, right? Now we're going to really dig into what are the pain points of the current products that are on the market? um, And how can we do something that's going to have a better outcome for the end user? So we started doing research into the current products that are out there. There's, there's similar products, 
Um, there's really tech, like high technology products. Um, so we start, you know, combining all that information together and then looking at, okay, in gloves, there's a lot of problem with the materials that people were using in previous products that are really harsh and they were cutting up people's skin. Um, and it was really uncomfortable, even though it's cold and, you know, what happens when it's cold, but like we wanted to feel good and we wanted you to be in as much comfort as possible while you're using the device. Um, so it's, it's little things like that, you know, um, putting extra extra gel and a new type of gel around the extremities of the digits we found after talking to doctors was something that we're really going to want to do. Um, so you really get to just explore the idea. You build it. You talk to people who are subject matter experts like Dr. Sayana and you say, OK, hey, what would you do if you were us? And then we prototype it. We test it. Um, we wear it. We do extensive hot and cold testing on it for these products cold testing specifically. We choose materials that are going to be insulating. Um, so it retains that cold for an extended period of time because we want to look at, okay, how long is it is a um, average uh, treatment? You know, there, it can range from six hours to an hour. How long do we need to stay cold for? Um, and I think one of the big things for us too is there is, there's a lot of devices out there on the market, but they're extremely expensive. Um, you could be renting something for $350, $400 a month. And there's other ones that are going to cost you $6,000 a month um, when you're getting your treatment. So really, our goal was to make something that's going to be as effective as humanly possible that we could do. That's not going to break someone's bank. Like you're already going through what could be the worst thing ever in your life. Like we don't want to, we want to make it better. We don't want you to come out, you know, just oh, I, I can't afford that, so I can't get treatment. Um, so I think that was really important for us as a team as well, just to say, all right, we want to come out with a great product and then also you know, have it be affordable so everybody can have it and everybody can get relief. I think that's so important. I think it's one of the things that I mentioned to Diane early on too when I fell in love with your products was that they were at the right price point, right? They you know, were available and equitable for people to be able to purchase. Um, so... Bear with me here because I'm a little dense on this topic. So like we have these gloves, right? And do you just put them in the freezer? Can they go also in the refrigerator? How does it all work? Yeah, absolutely. So you would take them, you can either freeze them or refrigerate them. We recommend you freeze them because they're going to get colder and stay colder for longer. Um, and really, if you leave it in the refrigerator or the freezer for 12 hours overnight, um, they're going to stay really, really cold for a really long time. Um, and then if you're going to be bringing them to a clinic or to an infusion center, We'd recommend you put them in a cooler just to keep them cold on the way over to where you're going to get your treatment. Um, you know, it depends on how long that treatment's going to be. Sometimes you could even bring a separate pair. Um, but the ones that we've developed, you probably won't have to do that um, because we've made them so cold for so long. And like, because we realized that was a big sticking point. People just couldn't carry lots and lots of frozen gloves or bags of ice um, with them. So we tried to make it stay as cold as long as possible. That's wonderful. I know. I feel like sometimes going to the chemo infusion center, it's like you're packing for like a weekender and you have everything like your blankets because you do get so cold. Then you're like trying to freeze areas and eating ice chips. So your tongue is okay. Like it's amazing. Yeah. I have patients that come in like with their like back, like they're, you know, mm -hmm. getting away for the weekend because you have your blankets, you have a glove. So, exactly. um, but you want to be comfy, right? So it's, it, whatever makes you happy, of course. And so I'm curious too, like at what 
phase do patients find out about this, right? So, you know, and this could be part of, you know, my question for Ben or Diane or even Dr. Sayano around like the marketing piece or the communication piece. Um, we run a support group actually once a week and we're always like sharing ideas with other patients about, you know, what to expect during X, Y, and Z treatment, radiation, surgery, etc. And all the half the time is like, oh, I didn't know about that or I wish someone had told me that, etc. Right. So we have you know, the the oncology expert who knows about this potential side effects. So we have the product developers in the team who has this product. We have us who's working with the patients from a nonprofit perspective. How do we, at what point, let people know that this is available to them? Well, um, actually, Diane's better to ask about that because really it's her relationships with people like you, um, with the events you go to, um, you know, getting active um, with different groups and, um, you know, at, at some point, uh, there is a real direct marketing piece where, you know, people do advocate for themselves, right. At this day and age, when someone needs something, um, before talking to their doctor, they're, um, they're, they might go just look on YouTube or they might go do a Google search. And, um, that's how a lot of the way people are reached is um, with needs-based keywords, where if someone's saying, hey, I'm having neuropathy pain, um, then we can, you know, reach them that way where they actually come and find us. But in terms of reaching out to the community and letting people know about it, I think I'm going to hand that over to Diane. Yeah, so, um, you know, in our initial search of the best, way to reach out to the community, increase awareness, and educate um, everybody, not just patients, but caregivers and family members and friends about you know, the option of utilizing cold therapy to help with their treatments. I found along the way that when I started looking at the different um, grassroots groups, the different support groups out there, like Ben said, the patients, mostly the woman, they were doing their own research to have to find out that there are products that could help them with these side effects. And that, I think it's like a double-edged sword. I think, well, it's good that they, they did their due diligence, that they went out there and they, they found what could work better for them. But on the other hand, I asked myself, well, if you know the medical professionals and the team that was taking care of them at the hospital or at the treatment centers, have given them that early education beforehand, could that have helped a little early on in the process to help them prepare a little better? Um, so that was kind of my thinking when I started looking into um, how different groups are finding out about cold therapy. Um, and even now, I, I don't know, Laura, maybe you could chime in a little bit, but like I don't know exactly like how awareness is built around the idea of using cold therapy or cryotherapy to alleviate with symptoms. And I think it is still fairly a new approach. Um, and people are not aware about um, how it could benefit them. So I think um, as our team evolves into you know, different and more effective and more helpful and more comforting ways of approaching and reaching out to the community, I think really spreading that awareness and education behind cold therapy and behind um, you know, providing comfort to anybody who needs it, 
I think that's a really important key step in making sure that you know, we do our best to reach out to the community. And um, yeah, so I think cold therapy education is really critical. You touch upon two really good points. I want to linger on the cryotherapy piece for a moment, but you also talked a little bit about self-care and feeling you know, almost pampered to some degree because you're going through such harsh treatment. So what can people do to let themselves let go and that it's okay to have those bad days and it's okay to like stay in bed and just how many times have I like looked at the clock? I'm like, I should really get up. And then I'm like, I'm just going to turn over because my body just needs rest because we're taxing ourselves. So we're fighting so hard on the inside. Um, I think we have to give ourselves that level of grace. Dr. Soyano, can you provide some insight into how cold therapy works? Well, cold therapy or cryotherapy, you know, it's an application of cold or cooling devices or techniques to treat something, right? Just as if we're running and we bend our ankle and, you know, you put some ice on it, that is, you know, cold therapy. Um, the way we use it in oncology is we know that particularly a few chemotherapy agents actually create some inflammation in the nerves and that results in peripheral neuropathy. And that just means that it's a sensation, it's an uh, affection of the nerves, right? And it typically, especially for breast cancer, there are several drugs that can cause this. Um, and patients usually can feel it as either, we call it a peripheral because it's on the periphery, so on your members, or right? So hands and feet, and it's a sensory neuropathy because usually the nerve uh, fibers that are affected are, the, are affected are the ones that make us, you know, feel and are aware of our feelings. So most likely patients are going to present with either numbness or tingling, um, and it usually is more commonly seen that starts on the feet and then on the hands. And uh, it resembles the one that also diabetics patients uh, can present with. It's called a stocking glove distribution because, again, it starts on your on the tips of the fingers or tips of the toes and then works its way down. The way each chemotherapy agent or each class of chemotherapy agent costs this is slightly different, but in general, it's an inflammation or a direct effect of the chemotherapy agent to the nerve, uh, nerve endings. So the way cold therapy works is when we have something that is really, really cold, um, the blood perfusion, so the blood distribution to that area decreases, right? It contracts. Mm -hmm. um, just as when we are exposed to the cold, like if we're in Boston or New Jersey in the winter, right? You're shivering, right? And that is because your body is trying to retain heat. So there is contraction of the blood vessel so that you can preserve that heat in your most important organs. So when you're uh, applying cold to an area, you're basically making the blood vessels contract. So less blood flow goes through that area. If there is chemotherapy in your system, but there's less perfusion, so less exposure of chemotherapy to that particular area, then there's a potential that there's less interaction of chemotherapy with the nerve endings or less interaction of the chemotherapy with the hair follicles or, um, you know, with the cells around your mouth. And then if there's less exposure, there's less side effects from that. 
So I usually explain that to my patients that the cold therapy helps decrease the blood flow to those areas. So there's less inflammation, less potential side effects. It's not a perfect tool, uh, but it is a, a pretty good tool and pretty harmless tool that we can use or that most patients can use. Um, it was um, interesting because one of the first publications, I mean, we've been using ice for different things like in hematology, they use for patients that are undergoing transplant and they're doing all this high dose chemotherapy agents, they give them ice to chew so they don't develop all the sores in their mouth. Um, but it was a Danish study that was using um, the cold or cryotherapy to prevent changes on the nails in itself. And they, they saw that, you know, those women that use the gloves to help prevent changes in the nails actually had less neuropathy. And that's where some of the idea or at least the published idea came along. So after that, there has been, you know, a few trials. Um, running clinical trials is difficult. And sometimes when we talk about different variations, what's your control? Is it someone else and you're not giving them the treatment or it's the same person, but like different, like one hand that gets a treatment and the other one is not. That's why it gets a little convoluted. But I think all of us in the oncology world agree that, you know, it is a very harmless um, treatment that you can do that can help prevent this uh, peripheral neuropathy because for some patients it is a disabling side effect. Um, neuropathy can persist for months. For some people it can be irreversible and they might not experience their normal feeling back. So I think that's why we're also passionate about, you know, doing something that it's easy to do but has such a big impact in the patient's life. Thank you so much for that thorough explanation. That makes so much sense. And, you know, going back to the question of how do we let patients know about this? I wish I knew about this when I was going through treatment. I was on the Red Devil, Adriamycin, Cytoxin, Taxol, and then the Progenin Herceptin combo as well. Um, you know, and I remember my oncology nurse asking for my infusions. I'd go weekly. They're like, can you button your shirt? Can you zip up your coat? Like, because I'm in Boston, right? Because it's cold. They're like, can you zip up your coat? I'm like, yeah, I can. Why? Like, okay, just making sure like you can feel your fingers. But like there was no discussion afterwards about what type of treatment or preventative treatment I could take um, to, to, to negate getting neuropathy later on. And we hear a lot of times like I'm subject to it, like I'll drop a glass of water for no reason because all of a sudden my hand goes numb or my car keys or, you know, just small random things where you're like, well, that's just annoying. Um, the breast cancer community, uh, because we're much more aware now, and there has been this trials, right? So me, for my patients, I do try to encourage and educate them about this. I do tell them, you know, you could use ice, you could use a frozen glove, a device, you know, but anything that might help will help. And um, we actually made an initiative at our institution. So all of our patients can be offered just like plain ice, right? It serves the same purpose. So um, it just needs an order for a physician. Uh, and then, you know, you can offer their, them something. But I've had patients that have come like, what about this, like gloves or so there's a lot of awareness out there because the breast cancer community, it's, it's huge. So um, the words get spread. Yeah, that's great. And if I can just chime in, I just wanted to you know, share my little experience about a person who was experiencing neuropathy and then was at the Summer Soiree event. 
know, when we were breaking out into um, smaller break rooms and we were doing our activity of decorating the small rocks that the SBC team sent over to us, um, one of the ladies in my team, Jennifer, um, you might remember, um, she was, you know, happily writing along and all of a sudden out of nowhere she just dropped everything she dropped her pen she dropped everything and she just really started to like stress out a little bit and she said oh my gosh I this is so much fun but I I have this pain in my fingertips and I can't write right now and she I could tell she was really frustrated and even even a small activity that is supposed to bring joy and be a fun event um, turned out to be like a source of stress for her. And so seeing that firsthand made me really upset, first of all, and also made me grateful that our team at Metricure is trying to do something that could help her and help people like Jennifer. So seeing that firsthand, that really made me you know, really understand the possible impact that our team and our partnership with Surviving Breast Cancer and all the organizations that are out there can have um, on the impact of everybody's lives. Yeah, and that's one of the things when we come to work, you know, even if you're having a bad day or something like that, when you, when you think about what you're actually doing, when you're developing something like this, like it's going to help somebody um, who's having a really hard time, you know, like I said, going through something that's just awful. And if that can make them have a little bit better of a day, then my bad day at work is insignificant compared to that. So it really is. It, it gives you something to think about. And like in our, in our company-wide newsletter, we put reviews in as like a very last thing, like a little pick me up. And it's always, it's something like that, right? Like we use this product and it helped me feel better with this or it helped there. And like, it, it does, it just gives you a little bit extra um, you know, throughout your day and, you know, gives you a little bit extra determination to do what you're trying to do. So that's, that's nice to hear. Yeah, I know when we speak to or when I speak to our customer representative, she finds like the greatest gratification when she can expedite an order of either the cold therapy socks or the cold therapy gloves to somebody who is about to undergo her first experience. And just, you know, helping in the little little way, I know, goes a long way. And like Jim said, at the end of the day, that's what we really try to do. We try to make you comfortable, we try to help out. Yeah. And what I love about this too is like meeting the faces and the people behind the product, right? And hearing your stories and how you got into it and how you're taking those the feedback into your product design, right? Like looking for something that's comfortable for the patient, looking for something that's durable and lasts a longer time so they don't have to order, you know, a whole cooler of gloves and ice, but it could be something that lasts up to, you know, seven hours of a treatment. I remember I closed down the infusion center one night and I was like, this is new for me. I normally go to bars now drinking and have fun. And now I'm in the infusion center closing it down. And I was like, this is a long day for sure. Changing gears a little bit. Drumroll, please. What is on the horizon for Natricure? I guess we can't answer that question based on the way we operate because, um, you know, like Jim said earlier, this line of solutions for neuropathy and hair loss um, was brought to us by customers. Um, we not only did we see posts and things like that, but our community manager, Shannon, would get messages from people directly saying, 
you must have this, right? You have this for us. I mean, I'm, some people were taking our cold therapy socks um, and putting them on their hands and using them in uh, in uh, their their during their chemotherapy treatments. So that launched all this research and deciding to go down this path, and it's been really cool. But that kind of thing is which what I think is going to lead natural cure going forward because you know we can tell you with our limited experience what we think the world needs but we really only know our own experience so we rely on the community um, to tell us to help us evolve not just um, what kinds of things we're going to develop next but um, how can we improve the products that we already have um, these comfort devices like um, on our website that we have a resources page um, that we hope is helpful for people going through cancer. Um, and we worked really hard on it to try to actually make it helpful. And not everyone who has cancer, the first thing they think is, boy, let me go to Natricure and see if they can uh, come up with some solutions for me um, to find the help I need. But you know, if it can be helped, helpful to even one person, that's great. But one of the things we say on the resources page is that we say, hey, you know, you helped us uh, create this solution. You might as well help us make it evolve. So wherever it needs to go next, whatever we could do to make it better. You know, uh, Jim talked earlier a little bit about how preemptively he found out that people really want additional gel over the fingers. But he's right. So like we're talking about the feedback um, and believe me, as a product person, you're never going to hurt my feelings. If you say something horrible about the product, I'd love to hear that too. If it's great and it works, tell me how it works. If it's terrible, tell me why it's terrible. I love hearing the feedback, whether it's good, bad, and different. You know, that's that really is how we evolve. Um, we're trying to get new technology, new materials. But any any feedback anyone has on any of our products, we love hearing. Um, and like I said, you're never going to hurt our feelings about it. So it's really nice. I feel the same way. It's writingbreastcancer.org too. It's like if you, if you want it, we'll build it and create it. We just need to know what it is that you want. And so, you know, in a very similar way, we are here as the enablers, right? We just need to hear the voices from the people and then kind of connect the dots, which is, I think, the beauty of this call where you really have the perfect triangle of, you know, nonprofit advocacy, you know, corporations who are going out there and creating the devices for us, the medical care team who's out there saying, I'm hearing this from the patient side too. And, you know, I think we're also seeing that trend even in clinical trial design where patients are getting to have more of a seat and a say at the table of, you know, this is great. And, you know, we read labels and my, my favorite joke right now on Twitter that I'm seeing is like, oh yeah, it's not so bad. It's just grade three diarrhea. And I'm like, have you ever had grade three diarrhea? Because, it's not okay. So let's talk about that, right? <laughs> so, you know, I, I appreciate that you're including the patient in in that design and that evolution. And I think that's what makes your organization and your company so great. So how can people find you? So what's your website, social media handles? Like, how can people get more involved? So you can find us, you can find Natricure personally on our website, www.natricure.com. And we are also very active on our social media platforms, on Facebook, on Instagram, YouTube, and even TikTok. Ooh, you got a TikTok now? Yes, we do. Oh my God, I'm thinking about it. I'm on the cusp. I don't know. It's in its infancy. You have to do it. <laughs> Just like most of its users. Yeah. <laughs> yes. 
But I'm sure you will love the content that we put out there. And I, I hope and we all hope that it's, you know, it's fun, but it is also educational. Um, we try to every do every October you know, provide data and provide education about breast cancer to help people yeah. who don't have the best firsthand experience to learn about how many people might get effects and what kind of different ways it touches people's lives. Um, and you can also actually find us in person as well. We are actively trying to engage with the breast cancer community in person as well. Um, we are based in New Jersey and we do have a partnership with local organizations who host runs in October. And that's where we also network with you know, medical professionals like Dr. Sliana, but also really get to hear firsthand experiences from you know, other patients, you know, survivors and drivers like you guys. So that's really the many ways that you can find that here. Wonderful. And we'll be sure to link to all of that in the show notes so people can easily get links and access the information. Yeah, if you ever really want to know who we are, go to our Instagram account. And uh, th- those are the people that work at Natric Care. Got it. It's a lot of fun. We are a small but mighty team. Yes, <laughs> the best kind, I must say. <laughs> yes, I agree. All right. Well, is there anything that we haven't covered that you guys would like to share with any concluding remarks or final thoughts or things maybe I didn't ask that is really important for our listeners to know about? A lot of companies have a, they come up with an idea of the company beforehand. They come up with a, a, here's our mission statement. And then they say, okay, let's go build a company around that. But that wasn't quite the way it went with us. We're a little more uh, seat of the pants and we had a business of um, you know solutions that we um, created for people, um, and at some point we said, "Well, well, who who are we really?" And we actually like, "What are what do you think we're doing here?" And we actually went around and pulled the associates at the company, and based on that, what we, everyone thinks they're doing here and what we want to do as a company, we came up with the motto: um, "Your comfort is our goal." And that um, is something that everyone felt really good about and said, yeah, this is what I want to be doing. And this is what we are doing. And this is what we want to be doing into the future. So um, that a felt really good to that. That's what everyone wanted to be pulling in the same direction for. But um, it also is pretty cool because it, it lends itself really well to what we're doing here where we're not, we can't cure anything, but we can make you feel a little more comfortable. And, and that's really what we're trying to do. Yeah, and, and for me, just thank you to all the doctors out there, like Dr. Sayana, like we just make a little product, you're in there, fight these battles with the patients and every day. So, you know, hats off to you and Laura, same, you know, same thing. Having organizations like this to help people, it's a fantastic thing. Like that's really what makes everybody come together and feel happy and just thank you both very much. Well, this has been such a pleasure. I'm always so surprised how quickly an hour flies by. Um, there's just so much great stuff to talk about, especially when you're working with such great people. And as I started off the podcast, you know, it's, you know, we don't just talk to everybody. This is a real behind the scenes around a product that 
I personally use that I love that I am sharing with our breast cancer community members. And like I said, it's, you know, great quality and an excellent price point and something that I think can really make a small difference that has a long term impact on people's lives. So thank you all for what you do in the creation of it, all of the R&D and development. And um, I look forward to what's coming down the pike. So thank you for joining us. This has been a blast. Thank you. Thank you, everyone. Thank you. And thank you all for listening and tuning in week after week here on Breast Cancer Conversations. Please be mindful that all of our content and information is for educational purposes only and is never a substitute for medical advice. If you want to hang out again, please check out survivingbreastcancer.org forward slash events, where you can RSVP to our Thursday Night Thrivers weekly meetup, our Movement Monday classes, workshops, seminars, and so much more. We can also continue the dialogue online via social media. Our Instagram handle is survivingbreastcancer.org, all one word, and you can follow us on Twitter at SBC underscore ORG. Until next time, keep on thriving.